بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا ان هدانا الله الحمد لله رب العالمين ولا عاقبه للمتقين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين اما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ومن يطع الله ورسوله ويخشى الله ويتقي فاولئك هم الفائزون صدق الله العظيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الناس معادن كمعادن الذهب والفضه او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته the spiritual journey is a long one along the spiritual journey of each and every person there are different turbulences ups and downs hiccups and each and every person is hoping to reach the end in a condition that allah jalla jalalu is pleased with them may allah keep us with iman take us with iman resurrect us among those who have perfected the iman amin ya rabbal alamin there are many reasons for the fall of the spiritual realm of a person and one such reason is the comparison that we make with other people what i mean by this is a person will be functioning in his ruhaniyat in his ibadat in his work of deen and he will now have a friend a relative or in the society and circle that he or she is functioning in there will be people that might not be so spiritually conscious without being prejudiced or without being judgmental that person might be living a more affluent life health wise wealth wise and you'll find everything going well for that person so for some time that person holds fast to the deen and say that no i have got to be tough and i've got to be strong but after some time that businessman that's told you don't take interest you remain where you are and he sees that the rest of the circle have made it big the assets that they that they have accumulated now has actually taken them for umrah first class and he hasn't even come out of durban <laughs> that female that is told that you don't take up the chat lines of dating allah will send you the right suitor you don't flaunt your beauty in society and the rest of the society didn't listen she forgot her duty to allah and she flaunted her beauty and the very nikah takes place in the masjid where the bayan was given against against flaunting the beauty and so now that thought goes in the heart that bayan was given that don't show off your beauty and look when they showed off the beauty somebody saw her and got attracted and a nikah took place 
So now the thought goes and you can't express it, but there's a war carrying on inside. See my friends, I'm not just giving a bayan that is just psycho style, you just take it from there and give it and deliver it. This is carrying on in the hearts of people. You're seeing something happening and there is nothing happening to the person that is disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now that question comes about that how true is what is going on with regard to what we are bringing forward. Now there are two explanations here amongst many. One explanation is that the person who's disobeying Allah, who's not making the mark with regards to shariat, we only seeing the apparent. Probably at night or in some secluded time, that person is crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh Allah, my entire business is based on interest. Allah in the whole of Durban, I'm the greatest sinner. There's nobody more sinful than me. Allah, if there's anybody that will go into Jahannam, it is me. And Allah, I am the worst of the worst. Make me maaf, O Ghafoorul Rahim, help me out of my condition. So probably what we are seeing is that that person is, is sailing through life without any repercussions. But it is his sincere tawbah that is continuously keeping him under the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second scenario, very quickly, is what Mawlana Umar sahab rahmatullah alayhi nawwar Allah umar kadahu wa ala Allah maratibahu wa ala Allah maratibahu used to describe. And he says, don't be deceived by a person that is enjoying the ni'mats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even though he or she is disobedient. In a month of Ramadan, there is no effect on the heart. There is no effect on the body. Ramadan or no Ramadan, I will do what I want, how I want. I am what I am on the face of Allah's earth. Azab can come, azab can't come. I'm reading about what is happening, I'm seeing what is happening. I won't change. Mullah Umar Saab used to explain that those that are enjoying the ni'mats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should not be in this misdemeanor that Allah is pleased with them. For when a person has a parrot, that parrot is given one type of seed throughout its life, but it's given seeds with love. Because we got love for that African grey parrot, it makes some sounds, it imitates the, the phone ringing and the hooter and the calls of the house, we give it some seeds with love. But conversely, in the house or in the storeroom, you find that the rats run about. And more expensive than the bird seeds, a person takes a block of cheese and the cheese is cut up into pieces and placed in a trap. So now, 
when a person will be asked, why are you giving this cheese? Is it that you have love for rodents? says, no, I am now giving this rodents this cheese only to trap them. So that they will enjoy my offerings and enduring the course of my enjoyment of my offerings, snap will go the trap and that will be the end of them. So a person that will be enjoying the ni'mats of Allah will be merry-making and along the way will come the thud from the heavens and then that person will know who is really Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are the two scenarios when a person sees somebody breaking the commands of Allah ta'ala and nothing is happening. So we come to the conclusion, back onto our mainstream of discussion, that when a person is treading the line of spiritualism, treading the course of reaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then don't make a comparison with anybody else. For that person is not my Nabi, that person is not my guide, that person is not my hallmark and yardstick. Allah hasn't sent them to make a decision for me. What's happening in that person's life is not going to affect my kabar, is not going to affect my hashar. If I'm going to make it that that person affects my doings with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then unfortunately I have now become short-sighted instead of being far-sighted. And they say in the kitabs, far-sightedness is the best wisdom. That do not just look at the temporary offerings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For when Allah gives risk, a person can be wearing a crucifix on the neck and still be given millions. A person can be ringing a bell and offering three fruits to a stone and still be given billions. Risk is not linked up to something that is bound to sajda in front of Allah, is given to everybody. But whether it's given with love and appreciation of that person's offering to Allah, that's a different question. So the short-sighted view would be that this person breaks the command of Allah and still look how much barakah they got. That's not barakah. That's not barakah that the person got. He's got something else that is just Allah Ta'ala looks after him because he's the servant of Allah. Or like I mentioned, probably at his secret times with Allah, he's crying so much and Allah is keeping him going. There may come a time when he or she will turn and they'll also become obedient. So the secret in this equation, whilst we are on the 10th day of Ramadan al-Mubarak and that spark or that streak, or that fire of love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is burning in everyone's heart. Some might eat humble pie and say, look, I haven't even smelt any love of Allah. You don't have to worry about it, it's in you. For nobody will be abstaining from halal food, halal drink, halal passions for nothing, but that he loves Allah. So whether you love Allah and you know it or you don't know it, Allah knows that you love him. For you broke your sleep, you ate at an odd time, and you are seated here for approximately now seven or eight hours plus minus with a hungry stomach. It's only because of the love of Allah. So in this journey of love of Allah, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبَّ لِلَّهِ 
those that have iman, they have an extreme and powerful love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To maintain that love, to keep that love going, one very important factor and point is that I have to have istiqamat. I have to be firm and I have to be constant. Constancy is something that is breaking all the time. And until and unless I do not ascertain and I do not find out in my life where is my constancy breaking from, until that point my constancy will continue to break. What I mean by this is a vehicle constantly breaks down or a tire constantly constantly gets punctured until and unless we don't play the entire road's journey then you won't figure out which road is where the nails are that bringing my tire to this point so you look always I'm going on this road and I figure next morning my tire is down. So a person has to figure out where my constancy is breaking from. Where my connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is suffering from. Is it suffering due to a, a friend? Then that friend can't be a friend. Is it suffering due to some technological device? Then that technological device is not good for me. Is it suffering after some business trip? then probably that business trip of mine has to be undertaken with somebody as my company. Because when I'm going alone, shaitan is my, is my company that's causing problem in my life. Likewise, you can work out the mathematics. Each person has to inspect their demographics as to where my constancy is breaking from. Now, if you open Surah Hamim, Sajda, Surah Fasilat, the concluding pages of the 24th Jews, of the quran Karim, Allah speaks of the barakah of a person that has iman and has constancy. Remember, this entire run, this entire working, this entire striving, this entire effort, amalgamation, conglomeration, this whole mehnat, in whatever way a person is working, be it in the Jamaat line, be it in the Tasawuf line, be it in the teaching line, be it a person that has taken up community work, that I will do burial work, I will do service to orphans, whatever you are doing that, will, that, that is for Allah, that you have given your life for, that work that you are finishing yourself up for the sake of Allah, the end result is that we want Allah, isn't it? So, Allah speaks in the Quran to us. These few verses. Inna alladhina qalu rabbuna Allah Summa istaqamu Tatanazzalu alayhimul malaikatu Allah takhafu wa la tahzanu Wabshiru biljannati allati kuntum tuadun Nahnu awliyaukum fil hayati dunya wa fil akhirah وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَدَّعُونَ نُزُلًا مِّنْ غَفُورٍ رَّحِيمٍ 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about verily a person who has said my Rabb is Allah then summastaqamu the person has remained firm now Hakimul Ummat Hazrat Mujaddid Millat Mu'ashafili Tanbi Rahmatullahi under authority of Sayyidika Akbar radiallahu ta'ala who mentions that the firmness here is that a person should have unshaken faith. When Sayyidina Usman radiallahu anhu mentioned with regard to firmness and steadfastness here, he said that it means a person should have ikhlas in their deeds. And when Farooq Azam, that is Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, spoke about firmness and istiqamat, he says that a person should hold on to their deen, hold on to their deen, Stay away from the prohibitions that is haram, what we should not be doing. And then, don't seek loopholes like, and these are the words as I saw it in the tafsir, I'm saying it in English, like a fox that looks for a loophole to come out. A fox is very sly, and it looks for a, in a way that is very cunning, that how can I come out from this equation to escape. Don't look for a way out of deen. That no, this is the way that I will do it. Six months for a year, I will put my money on my wife's name and six months on my name. So it didn't come to one year. No zakat. See, loopholes. Don't play with the deen. So Sayyidina Umar says that this is istiqamat. Stay on deen. Stay away from haram. And don't look for loopholes like a fox that wants to come out of an equation. Remain firm on the deen. So what will happen when a person remains firm on the deen? تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوَدُونَ These malaika, now the ulama kiram, they give a very in-depth explanation. I'm just going to go through it at a little bit faster pace because of the brevity of time. But we'll get the message inshallah. You see, throughout our life we are saying, how I wish I can get somebody to guide me, help me, protect me, show me the right way. By the barakah of taking my Rabb as Allah and remaining firm, the ulama kiram explained that in this very life, Allah will send angels to prompt me towards good. Now you find from time to time, you notice how you just feel that, let me give some sadaqah. You ever experienced that? Bye. I had one friend from India. His name was Bai Nawazuddin. Sometimes you should ask a question in a bayan. Then you say, Bai, Main Hindustan walo ke saath baat karta hu ya kabristan walo ke saath baat karta hu. <laughs> see, I'm speaking to the people of the cemetery or I'm speaking to the people of, of India, you know. So when I ask a question, sometimes just nod a little bit also, you know. So do you feel that sometime let me read some Qur'an? Do you feel sometime let me help and often? These things are not from us. Ulama kiram explained that when a good thought comes to the heart, it's from Allah. By Allah, you, you and I can never say one subhanallah, but that is a permission from Allah. So when a good thought that comes, that let me do something, it is Allah making an arrangement for me to come closer to Him. So in this very life, Ulama Kiram explained that the malaika will come and prompt us to good. Hi, hi. How fortunate is that person? You don't have to wait for a bayan. I'm not saying don't go to bayans. 
But the ulama are not there to give us bayans all the time. They are there occasionally. But imagine the malaika are there to prompt us all the time. This is an arrangement from Allah. La ilaha illallah. تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَاللَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا Uluma Kiram explained, Waqi ibn Jarrah alayhimu ar-Rahmah Nawar Allahum arqadahu Brothers, we going to leave this temporary world and we going to be going through one phase of our life that is called the time of death. It's not an easy point. From those that have seen this moment, people leaving in their hands, we have seen what it is, the agonies of death. And no dead man ever came back to describe what is the agony of death. But by the token of what we have read and what we have heard, it's not an easy moment. The ulama kiram explained at that crucial moment, which we all are worried about, what we are worried about? We are worried about two directions. Hamare aage ke jana aur hamare piche ka chorna. My onward journey and what I'm leaving behind, these two conditions. Oh Allah, I'm leaving my mom and dad behind. What about them? Oh Allah, I'm leaving my wife and children behind. What about them? Oh Allah, there's an empire that I set up behind. What about them? تَتَنَزَّلُوا عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا You don't fear and don't worry. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of everything. Your onward journey that you have never been on before, don't worry about it. Don't have fear for it. We are here for you. Everything is smooth sailing. Everything is going to go well. Everything shall be above board. You know my friends, now we are all flying very well. But can you picture your first flight when you flew alone? You didn't know nothing. Your first boarding pass, you're shivering and holding the thing. First time you went for Hajj, how was it? Now you can go easily and show other people. But the first time you landed, now you can understand how it is. That's the first time you're going to die and the last time you're going to die. But then we got some agent with us. You understand? So at the time of death, these angels will be there by Allah's fazal and karam. Based on what? Allah is my Rabb. And istiqamat. Al-istiqama khayru min al-fikarama. Al-istiqama khayru min al-fikarama. That constancy is better than a thousand miracles. Then comes that moment. Then comes that moment where we will have to go into our graves, my dear brothers. And our ulama kiram encourage us that go to the cemeteries often, for that reminds us of death. For that reminds us where we have to go. For the kabar is either rawdatum min riyadil jannah or hufratum min hufrin nar. Just now, two or three days ago, we had seen a grandfather, a son, and a grandson, all in a row, one entire generation by the hukam of Allah, by the hikmat of Allah, the wisdom of Allah, only Allah knows what it is, how it is. But an entire family swiped and have to go into this grave. When a person has to remain alone, is it an easy thing? Is it easy to be alone in a foreign place with nobody with us? 
The ulama kiram explain in light of this verse, تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا Don't worry. Don't worry. Over here also, we are with you. أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا Ulama kiram explain that in reference to this verse, قَالَ كَمْ لَبِسْتُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ عَدَدَ سِنِينَ قَالُوا لَبِسْتُ يَوْمًا أَوْ بَعْدَ يَوْمًا they say one tafsir that the ulama kiram mentioned that when they will ask how long have we spent in the grave labistu yawman o ba'da yawm such peace will be given in the grave that when a person who has passed away for a thousand years and is locked down there for a thousand years you can imagine how long that period is but that period will seem like a day or a portion of a day so these malaika are there for us at that time. How much of solace have we got that now we've got something? We've got somebody to assist us at the time when we're going to be alone. But based on what? Istiqamat. Based on what? Based on being firm and constant. Based on being steadfast. And then after the journey in the qabr comes the day of hashar. Comes that moment when we all have to rise up. And this moment is crucial because we know what Quran says. Faida Quran when it speaks, even the words have a depicting notion of how it's happening. That day, nobody for nobody, Allah for everybody. That day is coming like that. That mom that said, mine, my child, she won't even look at that child. Today we say, my friend, my buddy, that day there's nobody. (laughs) So my beloved friends and elders, on that day of Qiyamah also, where the sun is just above the head, where that day a person will be going to different Ambiya Ali Musalam and each one is saying nafsi, nafsi. It's not an easy day. We know Yawmul Hashar, Yawmul Hasra, Yawmul Qiyamah. Tatanazzalu alayhimul malaikatu Allah takhafu wa la tahzanu. That don't worry, even here you'll be safe. Then, after that, what are we talking about? In this world, a person speaks. Sometimes you get invited to a walima. Sometimes you get invited to a jalsa. And the high flyers of Durban, they say, come, 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 come sit on my, at my table. And you just hear this investment, that investment. And everything is spoken on seven digits. Nothing below that. <laughs> Let's we speak on this investment today from this member. Allah ta khafu wa la tahzanu wa bashiru bil jannatillati kuntum tuadun. Glad tidings for the jannat that you have been promised. Nahnu awliyaukum fil hayatid dunya wa fil akhira. Wa lakum fiha ma tashtahi anfusukum. Wa lakum fiha ma taddaun. When my ustad explained this thing, my dear brothers, 
I want to paint the picture that now when a person is heading towards Jannat, he's actually going to ask that now I'm being given Jannat, what you're going to give me is not what you're going to give me, not what you're going to give me. Quran says, what you want, we will give you. وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا أَنفُسُكُمْ What your heart desires, we will give you. نُزُولًا مِّنْ غَفُورِ rahim. This is a hospitality from your Rabb that is forgiving, from your Rabb that is merciful. Hi, hi, my dear brothers. So never ever doubt of this investment behind deen. Never doubt of this investment that we have held back from sins. Never doubt of this investment of lowering of our eyes. Indeed, now it might be a knife in the heart. Indeed, now it might be a restraint and a pain. But on that day, it is a gain. As one person said, no rain, no grain. No pain, no gain. So this entire working of this deen is for this day. Nuzulam min rahim. I end my talk as per schedule. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant each and every one of you and your beloveds, myself and my beloveds, and the ummah at large, Jannatul Firdaus, Bilahi Saab Kitab. May Allah give us a life of iman and yaqeen and ability to strive for it accordingly because everything comes with work and effort and to remain with istiqamat. And the secret is to find out what is breaking my istiqamat, what is attacking my steadfastness. Once we catch the bull by the horn, now work on that, Remain steadfast and the rest of it is smooth sailing. Allah will make the arrangement. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنَ الْحَمْدُ اللَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ وَعَلَىٰ أَشْرَفِ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ وَالْمُرْسَلِينَ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ عَل